Welcome to season two of Two Feet in the Podcast. This season, we are highlighting inspiring women focused on powering women. Two Feet in the Podcast will explore ideas and inspire you to produce action. This is your place to break down ideas, get a strong dose of motivation, and learn to live two feet in. Today is the day to get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I'm the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you. Lock in, let's go. It's time for your two feet in experience. The Two Feet In podcast is brought to you by these sponsors. Come give your ride some love at Cedar Pete's Car Wash. You can choose from basic cleaning to full detailing, and don't forget to sign up for club member perks. Cedar Pete's Car Wash, 864-609-4442. We are located at 108 Cedar Lane Road in Greenville, South Carolina, cedarpeetscarwash.com. A different kind of coach. Cassandra Nelson is a licensed acupuncturist, a national board certified Chinese medicine herbalist, and a national board certified diplomat of oriental medicine. She's an expert in alternative medicine and women's health. Cassandra has a BA in liberal arts from San Diego State University and an MS in traditional Chinese medicine from Pacific College of Health and Science. Ranked in the top two postgraduate colleges for acupuncture and alternative medicine in the United States. In practice for 15 years, Cassandra is a women's health advocate. She works with the important issues of hormonal balance, emotional struggles, and fertility. Her clinic, Acupuncture and Fertility, is a space for women to be truly heard and cared for in a safe healing space. What's up, Cassandra Nelson? Hey there, how are you? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have you on Two Feet In, the podcast, season two, where we are focused on women helping empower other women and believe that there can be more than one of us in the same room uh, to be successful. So I am excited to share the room with you today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. You know, I'm a huge Heather Macy fan. Well, I am a huge acupuncture fan and specifically Cassandra working with you uh, was absolutely a life changing experience for me. Would you mind telling the listeners, just share with them a little bit about your practice and your work? Sure. I'm a women's health advocate. I believe that it's okay to talk about women's health and we should talk about everything that everything all of our issues, all of our problems, let's put it out in the open. Let's talk about it. There's no reason not to. I feel like asking ourselves the deeper questions is how we get to the real, our real goals, our real answers. Until you know where you are, how can you possibly decide how to move forward? Yeah, there's no question. I can't wait to explore all these things with you. But first, we're going to have to put you on the two feet in hot seat. So you are now on the elevator in your favorite hotel and you hit the 34th floor and you're about to take a ride up and in that elevator is your person and that person may be someone who's really struggling that day that needs a word of encouragement but it also may be your person or it may be uh your next big job opportunity in as quick as the ride up to the 34th floor tell them your story I would say that I've been hard at work for the last 15 years. I've spent that time as a collaborator, working with women to help them feel better, balance their cycles, have less pain, how to have better relationships, how to have a better orgasm, how to have great sex, how to get pregnant, how to sleep, how to calm yourself down. It should not be embarrassing to talk about women's health out loud. Why can we talk about our elbow like normal, but not our clitoris? 
both are body parts and it's absolutely okay to know how they both work. So that is the first time on the podcast uh, that I think the word vagina has been used. So congratulations, Cassandra. We are Literally, doing can say it. <laughs> oh, wow. We are breaking barriers today on the podcast. Okay. Let's keep you on this hot seat. Faith okay, over fear. Faith over fear moment for you in your life. Share with our listeners. Sure. My greatest faith over fear moment was definitely when I moved across the country from San Diego, California to Greenville, South Carolina. I wanted to start a new clinic, have a new beginning, learn in a new space. I knew it wanted to be very different from where I was. I had just accomplished my master's while working full time. That was super fun. I didn't know anyone in South Carolina and I could totally reinvent myself for myself. One of my teachers one of my favorite teachers used to use the expression leap and the net will appear. And I absolutely believe that because if you just dip your toe into shallow waters, you're likely going to be able to talk yourself out of swimming in the deep end. But if you jump into the deep end, there you are. It's time. Okay. So let's dive deeper here. So your professor shared this with you and, and let me clarify. He, he said the words leap and it shall appear. She, Linda Harvey, actually. She yes, even better. That's right. She was a great inspiration. And I was thinking about where I wanted, I knew I wanted to leave San Diego, but honestly, I was thinking, well, maybe just Palm Springs, maybe, maybe somewhere kind of close. And she said, what do you want? And I said, I just want something really different. And she said, well, go find your city. So I did a road trip and I looked at six different cities. I knew I wanted to be closer to my mom and sister and they were in Florida and DC. And I knew I didn't want to live in Florida or DC. <laughs> I, I don't like extremes. So nothing too hot, nothing too cold. And I looked at like six, six different cities and I visited Greenville, South Carolina over a weekend. And I thought, yep, this looks good. And I went home, packed my car, grabbed my dog and hit the road. Uh, that's been Cassandra Nelson on Two Feet in the Hot Seat Experience. Okay, so it is time now to do some storytelling. And you're a great storyteller. I would love for you to talk through old self, new self. So in a lot of the training we do, it's about the evolution of our younger versus current day and, and where we're going. And would you mind giving us your best old self, new self story? You know, it's pretty basic because I think we just need to tell ourselves that it will be okay. I think we, when we're younger, we run up against so many boundaries about something should be this way, or we should be doing it this way, or this is how other people got success. So I need to do it this way. And I would go back and I would tell myself, it's okay, you follow your path. There's that saying, everything happens for a reason, because you will learn, you will figure it out. It's okay to do something new. Each experience will teach you and treat you to a new awakening or realization or give you a new piece of information that will help you get to where you want to go. Every time I was disappointed that something did not happen, I was thankful later because a better thing happened. And when something bad happened, because something bad always happens, that's okay. You learn and it will help you get to the next version of yourself. I'm so glad that it happened. It will be okay. So at what age, old self versus new self, did you give yourself permission to say, 
this is just something I'm learning and I'm moving through this. Age 29, I had gone to school for liberal arts to teach elementary education. And I started doing that and went, oh my God, this is not what I thought it would be. And it's so brave. I, I love teachers and I work with so many teachers, but I wanted to teach in a different way. And so by 29, I had already been receiving acupuncture and using herbs for years. And I personally had such great success. It balanced my cycles. It calmed me down. It relaxed me. And I thought, you know what? This is what I want to do. This has helped me so much. I want to share this with other women, especially. And it's also really empowering to know that you have so much ability to control your cycles, to control your emotions, to control your future. And it doesn't need to look like what men do. It's okay to go your own way. So let's build on it. Lessons that you learn the hard way that you're going, hey, if I could tell any of the listeners, like learn the lesson from what I experienced, uh, give us your lesson you learned the hard way that you would like to share. Well, I think we all learn all our lessons the hard way, because if we knew a better way to do something, we would do that. We don't. So it's hard every time. But my my favorite thing, what I would love listeners to learn how to do is to trust your inner voice. We have to learn to listen to our gut, but gather data first. So ask questions. Don't be intimidated by what others say. Don't be intimidated by what other people's opinions are. In health especially, always ask for a second opinion. Always ask why. Why does this diagnosis fit me? Why specifically are you suggesting this medicine or this exercise or this surgery for me? Advocate for yourself. Remember, everyone's case is different. People can experience different symptoms or have different causative factors. So comparing yourself to someone else is not really helpful. What's happening inside you is specific to you. Go with your gut on practitioners. You know, Last year, I was searching for a new general practitioner because mine retired, and I went to this new doctor appointment, and I said, I have five questions, and the doctor said, I have time for two, and I thought, wow, you can't answer five questions on our initial visit. You're not the right doctor for me. Trust your gut and, and hear yourself and say, nope, not for me, and try again. You know, interview your doctors, interview your practitioners. They're your doctors. If they're talking to you in a way that you don't like, or if they're not explaining your own health to you, it's time to hit the road and try something else. So go with your gut, find people you trust, ask questions, make sure you understand what they're saying. Before your appointment leaves, before your appointment ends, you make sure that you understand what your practitioner has said. And then listen to your inner voice and see if that sounds right to you. You know, when I was younger, I had pretty significant endometriosis, which is when uterine tissue, your endometrium, is growing outside your uterus. And I wish I had known more about my situation. I was young and I didn't know I could ask questions. I didn't know I could get a second opinion. I wish I had gone to Chinese medicine before I did. If I had, maybe I wouldn't have experienced some of my really painful times. In my case, my endometriosis was like 
scar tissue wrapped around my intestines. And so doctors thought I had digestive issues, but really I had undiagnosed endometriosis, which was incredibly painful physically and painful emotionally because I felt like I was not being heard by my doctors. But what came out of that is really knowing now, hey, it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to advocate for myself. And we're not going to get in trouble. You know, so many women say, oh, I don't want my doctor not to like me or, you know, I don't want to cause a problem. You're not causing a problem by advocating for yourself. It's okay. So that's great advice. And I think too many times we don't want to bother anyone or, um, you know, specifically be too pushy or too demanding. The typical stereotypical words that, you know, females either apologize for or get accused of. But it's your health. And if you aren't advocating for your health, then whom is? So from from your side of the fence, because you're directly in that arena, in that industry, help our listeners to understand what they're walking into, what the expectations should be. I think you should expect your doctor to be able to answer your questions and not talk down to you and not have your doctor look like they are annoyed when talking to you. That's what they're there for. They are your doctor. You choose them to be someone who cares for you. And it's okay that we are vulnerable in those moments because that's what we're there for. If you're seeing a doctor in Western medicine, usually it's because you have a problem or you have pain or you have something that needs more than you can take care of on yourself. You know, Western medicine is emergency medicine. I tell patients, for every reason except an emergency, you can come to acupuncture and Chinese medicine. All your preventative, all your your long-term pain issues, all your irregular cycles, all those things can be handled with Chinese medicine. But if you break your arm, if you need surgery, if you have an immediate problem, an acute issue, go to your Western doctor and they will help you for that emergency moment. But in those emergencies, of course, we're vulnerable. Of course, we are looking for help. That's why you're there. So it's okay and normal to say, hey, I'm hurting. I don't know what this is. Can you help me? And that doctor should be able to say, yes, I can help you. And this is how I can help you. And this is my plan to help you. And if you don't get that from your doctor, find another doctor. Find a better doctor. So I work directly with you, Sandra, Chinese medicine. Uh, it's been a game changer, life changer, honestly, for me around performance. And so I am in a performance based industry um, where your stress levels vary. But ultimately, when it's time to perform, you better be ready to perform. And I yep. want to just share the, the fact that and I openly talk to people. If you're in a budget situation and you have to choose between an acupuncture appointment, massage, um, getting your nails done, whatever that is for you with some wellness things is I'm choosing acupuncture all day long because of the results that I experienced while working with you. And and specifically last year, we were in a championship season run at the final stretch. And you and I booked our appointments to kind of match the rhythm of that. I felt great going into competition. Um, And then, you know, the aches and pains that as coaches we have in our knees and those uh, joints as we're getting off and on the court and those hard surfaces, I just felt as good as I possibly had felt at the end of a basketball season, uh, just from a physical standpoint, not, not to mention the emotional and mental side of it. I love to hear that. And I'm so glad I know you had such great success. And I think that really goes back to my go rest 
idea, my go rest project. We have to go and we have to go. And both of us are really type A's and I love that. I feel like type A's see the big picture and we're dreamers and we can hit our goals and all that's wonderful. But in those moments, you have to be on. But in all those other moments, all your rest moments, all your off moments, we have to be doing things to to allow your body to work the best in the go moments. So that's acupuncture, of course, that's nutraceuticals, which are vitamins that work like medicine, plus supplements, um, plus exercises, plus other self-care tips, you know, and of course, nutrition. Eastern nutrition is really talking about food as medicine. It's not necessarily about a diet to lose weight or gain weight. Everybody's individual diet is specific to what they're doing. So when you're in game season, when you're in game mode, your diet's going to look like this. When you're in vacation mode, it's going to look a little different. We have to eat to fuel ourselves. And, you know, when we were 15, you can eat Twinkies and be fine. But when you're over 25, that does not work. So you have to find other ways. So I want to go and put you into the lock-in, let's go, quick question part of the podcast. So I'm going to give you five questions, and we're, okay. we're going to see what you got, quick style. All right, number okay. one. Let's roll. Give us your best quotable. Keep your options open. You want to no have question. room to move. Nope, absolutely. You want to have room to move. If you trap yourself by, for instance, eating badly, the week before your game, you're not going to be great. So you keep your options open by eating well. Number two, give us your best book recommendation of the decade. Okay. I am such a reader normally, but I have to say in the last six months, I've mostly read health books or covered myself in a blanket and zoned out to Netflix. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I had to pick one book that I really resonate with right now, it's a book by Ram Dass, his book, Be Here Now, which was actually written before I was born. But I have it in my clinic. It is a really creative, beautiful book to look at. And it really helps you take yourself to the next step down your path. Mm -hmm. And of course, everything by Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle and, you know, Gabby Bernstein and all of those others. So podcast or video that would expand our thinking? Oh, that's easy. The podcast I recommend the most in my clinic is called Nothing Much Happens, which is funny for type A's, but it's great. I loved a bedtime story as a kid, and this feels just like that. Again, many of my patients are type A like me, and we find it difficult sometimes slowing our minds down at night. So in Nothing Much Happens, the narrator tells a relaxing story about literally nothing like planting a garden or looking at a tree or some random story. And then she tells it to you again, slower. It's great. I can tell you, I, I don't know if I've ever heard the ending to any of her stories because I, I fall right to sleep and we need that. Key to habit stacking or creating a routine for all of the, our busy lives that really work. Ah, here's what I have to say about routines. Number one, know yourself. I am not a morning person. So the morning is not the best time for me to make myself do things. Sometimes, gosh, I'm always running late. So sometimes I'm literally brushing my hair at the stoplight in my car on my way to the clinic. So I can't possibly fit in something else in the morning without making myself really angry. And that would make my 
that would make the rest of my day unpleasant because I've already forced myself to do something at a time that wasn't right for me. But at night, I do have a bedtime routine that really helps me simmer down. So know yourself and pick your time. If you're not a morning person, never force yourself to get up and go on an early morning jog. Even though it might be helpful, it's not going to help you at that time of day. And it's not going to help you set a good tone for your day. You have to do what's right for you. Number two, you know, you're not going to get innovation by doing the same old routine. Creativity may actually spark from doing things different than yesterday. So if you find yourself stuck emotionally or physically, don't be afraid to go against the grain. Try something new. Shift your routine around. You never know what new changes will happen in your life when you shift an old pattern. That's amazing. All right, you're going to get one phone call. To whom <laughs> and why? This is such a hard question. So you're probably going to laugh, but my one phone call would be <laughs> would be a group text to my mom, sister, and my aunt. Together with them, we four are the pillars of my life. My mom is a rock. She loves with her whole heart. She's a survivor, and she's taught me over and over again to open my heart. My sister, she's incredibly brave and smart. She's the smartest person I know. She always is looking for the next adventure. My aunt, she's glamorous. In my eyes, she's built almost a mystical life for herself. And I admire them all so much. And the four of us are a team. I'm loyal as hell. I could never pick just one. Oh, I love that. That's been Cassandra Nelson on Two Feet In Style. The quick questions. Okay, before we get out of here, I want you to uh, leave us with some final thoughts. I mean, obviously, the clinic is incredible. It's game changer for so many different women. Um, but you're also a small business owner in the middle of a pandemic. So leave us with some final thoughts on endurance, the endurance test that you've been on, uh, as well as you know, your life work, to me, uh, directly impacts people on next level. I mean, I'm a coach and I know that I help people and I take them to places they can't go on their own. But I think your work is the supplemental material that, that makes everything go and go really smoothly and go really well. I love that you say that. I appreciate um, I appreciate that so much. I tell my patients, you know, we we have to have a different kind of playbook women, I think, we throw out the old one and create our, create our own. What I'd love for you to leave with is, it can't be said enough, the importance of knowing yourself and being your own advocate. And during these really life-changing months that we've all just gone through, I did panic at first, like we all panicked at first. But out of that came more resilience and more expansion of how the new things that we can create and think about if we stop being afraid of all our boundaries, you know, be able to look past the boundaries that we have set up for ourselves right now and see what's next. I hope that helps. It's wonderful. And, and I, I want to tell you this, I'm not sure if I've ever shared this, but um, when the pandemic started and, and everyone was in isolation during that period of time, as soon as we had the go ahead to where we could go out of the house and we could go and do other things outside of our own homes, uh, you're, you were the first person I called and the first place I went 
I don't know if you'll remember, but uh, having a mask on going into your clinic was the first place I went. And I and I think that that tells so much relative to how important the work you're doing is. I appreciate that so much. And no, I didn't know that I was the first place that you went. But I think that that says a lot about you because you realized that, hey, I need some help. I need a I need some health boost. I need a little bit of self-care right now. I need to I need to take care of myself. So you recognize that you needed help and it's okay to have help. It's okay to ask for help. You know, we don't as women, as type A, as successful um, professional women, there's so many things in this world that say that you shouldn't ask for help after a certain point. And that is so ridiculous. It's, it's normal. You're not for instance, you're not always supposed to be happy. It's okay to feel the full range of emotions. And it's okay to sleep when we're, when it's nighttime and get help when we don't feel well and and talk about our feelings and talk about the things that are happening with us. We have to be brave enough to do all those things. You are the best of the best. That's been Cassandra Nelson on Two Feet In, the podcast, reminding us when learning lessons Every way is the hard way. Trust your inner voice and listen to your gut. Ask questions. Always ask why. What is happening inside of you is happening to you. Leap in and it shall appear. Visit the show notes to learn more about Cassandra and to reach her directly. That's been Cassandra Nelson on Two Feet In, the podcast where inspiring women are focused on powering other women. Thank you for locking in. Now get up and get moving on your dreams with me. Remember, I am two feet in with you in all ways, always. A big thanks to all of our guests for breaking down ideas, giving us a strong dose of motivation, and helping us learn to live two feet in. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you. The Two Feet In podcast is brought to you by these sponsors. Angela Reed with Caldwell Banker is the answer for all your upstate South Carolina real estate needs. Find your forever home with Angela's help. Contact Angela Reed at 864-350-6670. Thank you for locking in. Now get up and get moving towards your dreams. Remember, I'm two feet in with you. Always in all ways.